Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, podcast listeners and devoted entertainment fans? This is your host, Dalton Hawkstokes, and joining me on the line, as always, is Blake. What's up, Blake? How you doing? A decidedly less exuberant co-host. I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing all right as well. I'm getting over a head cold, so my voice is a little different. That's that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we today our uh, main topic is going to be Dune, but we also got a slew of uh, is it officially fandom? We, we f- it is it is it is fandom, as okay. in you could live inside the dome of fandomhood. Okay, okay, it's cool. a dome. It's a dome. It is the fandom. Uh, and while we're doing correctional stuff, uh, in listening to last week's episode, I was like, why does Dalton keep referring to the thing as an Agatha Christie story? And then I thought about it, and then I thought about it, yeah. And then I listened back a little bit. And then I realized the book that I said it was based off of is a different book. The book that it's based off of is Who Goes There? I said it was based off of And Then There Were None. And Then There Were None is it an is Agatha, Agatha Christie, Christie novel. novel. Yeah. So I was like, well, why is he? It, it, still, exhibits, like, oh, it still exhibits it still exhibits some of the, the same traits as an Agatha Christie novel, though. Like I don't it plays... think Agatha Christie on her most acid trip filled day well, no, would have come no, up no, with no. any I mean, of the plot elements it, of the thing. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the plot or what's going on, but it's more like, oh, you know, like there's something in this house killing all of us. It's a very classic theme that that she's famous for coming up, coming up with well, pioneer. Well, her theme, her theme, I, from my knowledge of Agatha Christie, is never anything supernatural. It's no. always like a murder mystery. No, 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 no. But that that's the twist with the thing. Uh, but it, oh, the thing, the thing yeah. is Agatha Christie doing it aside. Dialed up, dialed up to eleven. Yeah. Yeah, she she had a conversation with H.G. Wells and decided to dip her toes in the water. Yeah, in- indeed, indeed. Um, but uh. Also, and then were then eh, and then there were none had uh, a much less savory title. Oh to yeah. Begin with. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, if if very, anyone uh, very racially charged initial title. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to look up the story on that, uh, go ahead. I will not yeah. talk about it any further. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But Warren's uh, conversation. But anyway, in, in mild Agatha Christie defense, that word was not as bad back then and did not mean the same thing. From the exact same context of her culture, as opposed to American culture, does that make it okay? Not really. But uh, and we're glad, and we're glad we changed it. Yes. Um. But her uh, publicist at the time must have realized, like, there. Why? Why were any copies of it? Anyways, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah. Moving on, we got those sweet, sweet fandom um teaser trailers, and uh, we did. By that we mean we got one trailer and a bunch of baby trailers. Yeah, that's fair. Most of them were teasers. Um, 
uh, which one do you want to talk about first? You want to just go straight to the Batman, or do you want to save that one for, no, for we'll, last? We'll, we'll do that one at the end. We'll yeah, the I like that one. It's not a trailer at all. First, I'd say uh, right. the Shazam uh, two trailer. Uh, I didn't. It's not I didn't really watch that one. But yeah, it's ahead. not really a trailer. It's just Zach Levi and the cast being like, "Hey, you know, bigger budget, and we're kind of delving more into the mythological side Sweet. of the DC universe, so you get a lot more of like." That's dope. Uh, various gods, and they're up against like Cyclopses. Would it be Cyclopses? Cyclopsy? Uh, I, I think it's Cyclopses. Cyclopses um, sounds strange. Yeah, multiple Cyclopses and all these different like mythical beasts they're going to be up against. And it seems like the entire Shazam family is kind of the centerpiece in this one. Uh, as far as being the superhero Shazam family, it's not just him. Yeah. That wasn't a one time thing at the end of the last film. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Like I said, we didn't really see a trailer, but of the initial slate of DC films, uh, Shazam is my favorite. So yeah. I'm excited to see them hopefully continue that into the into the sequel. Shazam's really, really, really nice, really good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun, um, and I enjoy it because it rides that nice line that I feel like we don't really get too often anymore. Uh, that I'd say you kind of used to get with the Ghostbusters and et cetera and so on where it's a kid's movie and it's fun and happy, but there's also some elements that are really spooky. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to see that weird, uh, tonal the, dissonance. Those in a seven deadly film. sins were disturbing. Yeah. They just, they eat that entire boardroom full of people. Yeah. Uh, um, which um, is, yeah, again, it's just, I don't know. It, it reminds me kind of the Gremlins. Like, uh, I, I don't feel like we get too many movies that, that ride that line anymore. That guy is also a fantastic Shazam. Like no, whoever agree. whoever was the person that picked him, they can forever be like, yeah, I, that yeah, was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, um, and I mean, like, he's definitely not as big as like comic book Shazam. He's not. He's, he's not the he's largest Captain Marvel they could have cast. No, nah, I mean, Zachary Levi is a relatively like lean dude. I think a lot of that's like bodysuit stuff. I mean, so, yeah, I guess so they do a good job of making. But I mean. Captain Marvel in the comics is like Yo, six foot five. That's fair. Like, I mean, he's a truck and crack it over someone's head. Yeah, but and yeah, Zachary he's like Levi's his biggest like, Superman. Hey, this is this is like my my buddy who's who's kind of you know he's kind of strong, but he likes video games and eats cheese puffs. <laughs> to me, in the movie at least, he look like I haven't seen any like footage of him in real life. But to me, in the movie, he looked bigger than Superman did in in all the Man of Steel movies and all that. I think that's a lot of perspective stuff. I think that also comes a decent bit from the fact that majority of the movie he's running around with a kid. That's that's so also fair. So he looks humongous. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Distinct. I'd say he's probably he's probably my height. He's probably about six one. Huh. Um, um. Probably a little bit broader than me, but I mean, he's he's, he's a, a little bit decently height. Yeah, a relatively decently uh, heighted fellow. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. Like I said, we didn't really get too much new information for it, but no. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's at least you know if it's a couple uh, if it's a little worse than the last movie, um, yeah, I can it'll live still, with that. Yeah, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just hope it doesn't pull a Wonder Woman. Oh God! The, one, the first oh, Wonder Woman's great. And the second Wonder Woman's just. I, I for not. screw you for that. I forgot about You're that movie. Up that I movie. forgot about that movie, and now it exists again. All of a sudden, yeah. We had a similar conversation about this a couple of weeks ago, where you're like, "What about Wonder Woman '84?" And I was like, "Oh God, I forgot Wonder Woman '84 <laughs> was a movie." I think um, it's because we just want to block it out and never think about just, it again. It's just so forgetful. 
It is, yeah. I think that's its problem. Like, it's not the most atrocious thing I've ever seen. No. It's just, it doesn't really leave you with anything. Yeah. Like the first one did. I, I do maintain, though, that that's the best flying we've seen yeah. in any movie. Um, Just her, like, lassoing. That was air. pretty cool. I, but like, I'd still it's... rather watch Venom Let There Be Carnage a second time than watch that a second time. <laughs> Okay, look. <laughs> I if 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 there's and I wasn't that high on that one. Suicide, maybe I'll be uh, maintaining that I liked Let There Be Carnage. Fine. Yeah. I have no intention of rewatching it anytime soon. Man, uh, I mean, I, have no I, I of think it's a clear Wonder option though. Over eighty four. I don't know. I feel like there's one or two sequences in 84 I wouldn't mind seeing again. And I really yeah. like seeing Pedro Pascal go insane. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, a lot he's, of fun. He's really fun. It's just, it, it just, I don't know, that movie is entirely so hokey. Like when he offers the president a wish and he's like, I want more. Give, give us more nukes. We need more nukes. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, um, but uh, uh, but yeah. Next, you want to do Black Adam since it's yeah. connected to Shazam. Yeah, I, and we should also say what we were talking about earlier that uh, Black Adam is not or Shazam's not going to be in Black Adam, but Black Adam's going to appear in the third Shazam movie. Yeah, yeah. I think the idea is, and I think this has kind of been their slate idea because Black Adam was one of the first properties they got rolling in this new DC universe. It's been. Uh, booked since like 2011 Jesus. and Dwayne the Rock Johnson was always supposed to be their lead I mean that makes uh, sense and it's just it's just taken so long to get it off the ground wow um but I, I think the idea has always been Shazam and then they were going to do a Black Adam movie and then they're going to go on with Shazam 2 which is Fury of the Gods as we've seen and then yeah. Shazam or Black Adam is going to be the villain in the third Shazam movie and they're kind of going to square off against each other but I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson kind of uh, made it clear when he was pitching this idea for this character that he wanted it and Shazam to be well-established before they kind of go up against each other. Is he part of uh, the, like, production and, like, the the directing yeah, and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's uh, awesome. I don't think I don't think he's much a part of the directing, but he's been executive producer for years and years now. On wow, this. okay. Um, um, but, uh, well, that's awesome. but, yeah, I mean, this is barely a trailer. Yeah, it is. But from what we... About a minute. From what we got of it, it's pretty cool. Um, oh no, for he sure. is the yoked. Visual, oh, as Dwayne the Rock Johnson is. Well, not not just in the sense that he's literally yoked, but like it, they were shooting him and it wasn't doing anything. And yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's it's very clear that he's he's gonna be something to trifle with. Like, yeah, yeah, and I really like watching him vaporize that dude. Dude, I think that's a really yeah. good visual. Instead of just him electrocuting, you know, he just incinerates him down to the bones. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's got a very ancient Egyptian mystical feel to it, which I, I think it may have been one of the things the first Shazam was kind of missing. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be nice to to see that. And I I know that the idea of this is he's not he's an anti hero, but he's going to be a, a very extreme iteration of that. Right. So uh, he kind of returns, and I believe the premise is whatever. What is it? Kondok, his country. Has kind of huh. been overrun by corruption and so on and etc. And the Justice Society is trying to mop things up, but they're not doing so as severely as they could. You think he? And you think it'll be kinda, like a Namor? Takes it on. Uh, I think maybe. I, I think he may be a bit more of a brutal Namor because, especially in the past 
decade and a half or so, Black Adam in the comics has become less of a like a okay. devoted villain, and yeah. he's more he's more like a Doctor Doom, I guess. Yeah, okay. like he he does what he thinks is best for his country. Yeah, and what his version of right is, and he's not necessarily always doing something just to be the worst. Right. Uh, it's just he kind of tends to take things too far. Yeah. Okay. How'd you feel about the uh, the costume? Uh, I like it. I don't think that's the costume we're going to be having for the majority of it, but I like that it has kind of that ancient feel. Yeah. And the, uh, it it kind of suits more so the time period that the wizard Shazam was talking about in the first uh, Shazam film yeah. when he was talking about the champion they chose and he overthrew him and et cetera and so on. So I think maybe this is a situation of he's been locked up for a couple thousand years yeah. and they release him. And then he decides to maybe modernize his suit from that. Okay. But I kind of like the, the weird metallic. Yeah. Uh, I liked the ancient lot. look to it. Dope. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's see, what's the next one flash. Yeah. I'll talk about flash. Cause it's almost a trailer. Is it just flash or is it flashpoint? I think it's just flash though. It's, it's they're very clearly following the flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> Storyline. Um, I like this trailer, um, and I, I, I'm a little biased because I really like Ezra Miller as the Flash. I think he's okay. Really? Yeah, I don't. I think he's fine. Um, I I don't know. He to me he captures that like silliness of Barry Allen, like the guy from the Flash TV show. I like him a lot, um, and he really gets down that like that wholehearted Barry Allen that mm-hmm. we all know and love and that you know i think a lot of people fall in love for, with that character for but i don't think he has the wisecracks in him man and ezra miller the has the wisecracks and i am there for it i don't know man uh, maybe a lot of it has to do with the, I, what i feel like is pretty relatively poor writing that we've gotten for the flash so far that's fair um because while i want like the wisecracking barry allen this Barry Allen seems a little too much on that side. Infantile, yeah. In his understanding of things, and he doesn't know how to run. And for <laughs> someone whose superpower is running base, you would think they'd be just the best. That's all they do twenty four seven is practice running. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he trips a lot for someone who is supposed to just be the best runner. But that doesn't have anything to do with history. Ezra Miller being him. No, again, I, it's not my problem with Ezra Miller. It, it's just I that character. A, a lot of how that character's been written. That's and I'm hoping with with Flashpoint, they'll, I don't know, maybe remedy some of those failings. I like that sequence in uh, Batman vs Superman where where uh, Bruce Wayne throws the batarang at him and he catches it. And he's like, oh, "You're Batman." Oh, Justice League, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah." Um, yeah. No, I think the best scene we've gotten out of this version of the Flash is in the first Suicide Squad movie where he captures Captain Boomerang while he's robbing that bank. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And he just shows that. up, and he's like, hey, what's that? <laughs> and then he just knocks him out. Um, I, I think that's the best use we've seen of him. Uh, um, what do you think about the suit? The weird, like... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Glowing thermal oh. interlace suit he's wearing. I, it's weird, man, but it looked cool. I don't. I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of like a Power Ranger suit. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if I'm on board with it. I, I mean, I don't know. And, and something that does seem a little off is that there doesn't seem to be a reverse flash, or maybe there will be, and and they they're just kind of holding their cards close to their yeah, chest. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking because in the trailer we see that scene with him and another like flash that's oh yeah scene of the left I, of him i guess i didn't see that yeah and it's also ezra miller so i think the implication is maybe maybe he went back and changed the timeline and now he's in a timeline with two ezra millers in it yeah um and i kind of think that they're gonna be like hey this is the ezra miller from this timeline and this is the one from the original timeline and but then later on we're gonna find out that the one from this timeline who's like i've always lived here blah 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 is a fake and that that's the reverse flash oh that would be cool that would uh, be a really cool twist and yeah, he's doing like a like a speed uh speed force like vibrating yeah, his just, face exactly to... to make himself look like yeah barry allen looks yeah. or that... even maybe in this universe the barry allen is the reverse flash it's just the barry allen from a different time that would be cool the um and he's like you know you're wasting your powers on the we you know etc yeah. uh did you notice that we also get to see supergirl on, I did uh, not. That's right. I did yeah, not. Yeah. So, uh, Supergirl, uh, they cast a brunette this go round, oh, and she seems to yeah. be the Supergirl in in this Tim Burton uh, Batman universe okay. that we're seeing however many years on. Okay. So, uh, so hopefully we'll get we'll get a good run of it with her. I don't feel like Supergirl has always been given the fairest shake in uh, in the DC cinematic universe. Who do you think? So, with the Flash and uh, with the new Spider Man movie. Do you think that the Flash was a response to them everyone wanting the, the the Spider-Man movie? I don't know. See, part of me thinks that they've been cuz whereas Marvel doesn't really have a super solid plot line that could be used as a reset button for their universe. Right. Luckily they've never really had the need to use it. Yeah. Um because their universe has been very successful, but I think from the get-go when things started going downhill with Batman versus Superman's production and reception, they kind of enjoyed keeping Flashpoint in their back pocket. That's to fair. Just redact that universe and maybe That's start fair. a new. Uh, Good so on I, them I think for that. this has always been the idea and the plan. Yeah, and it's okay. just maybe maybe timing okay. that is uh, has given us what we have. Interesting, but I don't know. How do you, are you excited to see? Uh, See the Burton Batman back? Uh, yeah, I like Michael Keaton a lot, and you know, you could we... impale someone to death with that helmet, <laughs> like his Batman mask. Like that thing is like yeah. rigid spikes. Yeah, a little rubber. Yeah, it always it hat. always was, man. Um, I don't know, but uh, I I like Michael Keaton, and I mean, you know that that was a role that really defined his career. Um, yeah. everybody I feel sees like he him looks as... more like Batman now than he did then. I definitely agree with you. 
Um, He's really grown into the old man Wayne look. He really has. Um, I am a bit sad that we won't get to see him as old man Wayne in like a Batman Beyond thing. I think if this is successful enough, we will. You really? I think if this, re- yeah, I think if this really knocks it out of the park, um, we'll get a Batman Beyond. And, and you think it'll just be in the Burton universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I, at, I could at, be okay at, with that. Exactly. At this point, we're gonna have a few Batmans running simultaneously, anyways. Yeah. Because Robert Pattinson's the Batman isn't in yeah the main DCU, and yeah. we're getting this Batman. We've got Batfleck Batman roaming around somewhere out there. In <laughs> uh, I don't think Batfleck so, Batman's coming back. I think. See, there's apparently he's in this. What? Like apparently, we're gonna see a little bit of Batfleck Batman in in this Flash movie. That's really just a Batman People- movie. Have you noticed that, like, so right when Batman vs. Superman came out, or before it came out, everyone was, there was all these memes, there was, like, you know, a meme of the Aflac duck with the, with, <laughs> with, uh, with freaking Batman ears, but, yeah. uh, and people made fun of Ben Affleck being Batman because they didn't take it that seriously, um, but now I feel like there's, everybody's like, oh, he didn't get a chance, like, Batfleck was awesome. Like I don't know. It's it feels like know. the the tide has changed on Batfleck. I don't know. It's I have a hard time saying it because I just I don't I don't know if he's good. I it's hard to good. tell. I think he's I good. I think I think the look of that Batman is good. Yeah, I, think I do he too. Looks a lot like comic book Batman, and everybody he does. likes the look of the gadgets and the car and the cave. Yeah, and. Uh, but I, I just don't know. Specific, I think, maybe it's Justice League that's poisoned that well in my mind. It's been a while maybe. since I've seen BVS. But I, I think, again, his best run of it as Batman is in the first Suicide Squad movie. Where you see him roll up and he's on he's riding Joker's Lamborghini. That was fun. And he knocks Harley Quinn out underwater. Like, I think we see him kind of going at it with... Uh, Viola Davis's character, what is it, Amanda Waller, and being like, "Look, shut this team down, or I'm gonna shut." Right, down. right. Um, I think that uh, that he is really good in the action sequences too. Um, he, I think he's believable in as much as he looks like he man could walk through a wall. <laughs> Not like <laughs> he does, man. He is a he's monster, just such dude. a wide boy. <laughs> did you um, did you ever see like the uh, or, or I guess no, that wasn't. That wasn't extra footage. That was part of the movie where he was like moving tires and stuff in the back. Cave. Yeah, yeah. He's got his training <laughs> montage. We get a little Rocky sequence in the middle of a BVS. As as fine as that scene is, and I'm like, as much as I enjoy a training sequence, like any amount of workout is not going to make him even infinitesimally closer to being on Superman's level of strength. I mean, so I don't really understand. Yeah, just of that workout. And and he was already like mega yoked like yeah my thing is like he why why did he make a grenade launcher to shoot this why didn't he just lure him into a room and then gas him <laughs> i just or or better yet, right, why didn't he right. just make he was fine we're, with killing him why didn't he just make kryptonite bullets just and so just have those turrets <laughs> that were shooting at the beginning just kill him just splatter him i just he wanted Batman to stand over stupid. him with a spear this Batman is stupid, and he's he's too angry and too quick to the like. I could understand if he was angry and he was calculated and smart, but he's brash. Um, so I just I think it's just I think it's writing more than anything. Yes, it's writing, <laughs> but they need to fix it. Yeah, like, I agree. Um, maybe that's why I'm okay. If this if this 
Flash movie resets the universe, yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm fine and, with it. And he's still Batfleck. I'm yes, and it's just a better version of Batfleck. Okay, yeah, and then we're and like, then none of this happened. happened. Yeah, and the okay. Other one never happened. Okay, yeah, no, I'm totally, totally 100. In twelve percent into that, and then we can just keep the good movies. So yeah. Wonder Woman yeah. still happened. Yep. Wonder Woman eighty four didn't no, happen. No, happen. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm down for all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and DC is just so good at hitting the reset button. I mean, they're so good bad at it, but yeah, I I think I I only <laughs> think they're good at it because they've had to do it so many times. Yeah. It's just, you know, par for the course at, and, at this point. And for any listener that doesn't know about the history of DC reboots, they rebooted in what the 80s, 90s, with, uh, like with the early Crisis 90s on Infinite, Infinite Earth. Crisis. Yeah. And then they and then rebooted the Thousands is what Zero Hour. Uh then... yeah, but it's uh what is it? The New 52. And then yeah. it's Rebirth. And then Rebirth. And then I give it another year or two before they're gonna reset it again. <laughs> I don't know, man. They, they just, just don't re- know how to not, man. They they just they, reset it with the whole uh, Doomsday Clock thing, and I don't button. think I don't think they're gonna be able to like, man. They really have to stick to their guns this time, don't you think? My thing is these characters, I think, are much much more compelling when they're allowed to grow out of themselves yeah like i think some of it comes back to that's why we like the idea of like a batman beyond not just because you get a terry mcginnis and you get an old batman but you get a universe that has progressed to that point yeah so and, like, and you Superman get a bruce wayne isn't active in anymore and it's okay for them to still be around right people retire and people grow older just the yeah. idea and people of die we've had Bruce Wayne, Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman, like just forever. And don't get me wrong. I think that's a really good character. Right. But eventually you can go beyond that. Yeah. And we can and give other people the spotlight for a minute. Exactly. And then we can. I'm and- fine with Nightwing being Batman. Yeah. Like just let, let Damien, not Damien. Don't ever let Damien become Batman. Oh God. That'd someone. be horrifying. Uh, um, but let, uh, let, let Dick Grayson just be Batman yeah. for a good while. And then yeah. maybe let him train up like a Tim Drake to be Batman. Yeah. And I just I think it's okay to not constantly have to fall back on your original characters. Well, and and there's no there's literally zero cost to that because if it doesn't work out, you you can literally just go back to uh, Bruce Wayne Batman mm-hmm. as if it never and, happened. And there's exactly, no consequences. And everybody will, regardless of what you do, everybody will rejoice and they'll be happy so long as you don't make Batman gay. Then everybody will start burning <laughs> the streets down and they'll say, "This isn't my Batman. My Batman would never." How, no, not that there's anything wrong with it. Just he he wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Get over yourselves. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of rehashing from uh, the the Superman <laughs> bisexual from last week. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Um, but back but to yeah, you got the flash. Else to say about the flash trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. I, I I did they show the ring in the last few? Yes. In the last movies? oh in the last movie no. No, I think they're adding that for this one. I'm glad you that like they're the adding ring? that. I like the ring, you man. Would. It, it's, it's whatever. It, it's fun. Why is it? There's no way. It's How fun. Is it there? It's How fun. Because it it's hokey and it's it's a comic book movie. I mean, I He's think. He's not a magical person. It's not nano. How does he get it in there? 
I don't know. You I'm really only needed... okay with it being in here if we get a five-minute sequence of uh -huh. Ezra Miller like grunting and grumbling and like folding the suit <laughs> okay, over that'd like be twenty great. times that'd be so to good. fit it down in the ring very carefully. I want this, to and end. then not setting the spring right, and it all just explodes back out. And he's like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great." I, I have. So, to is there a brief moment when he shoots it, the suit out of the ring and is like jumping into it that he's naked? Yes. What does he do with the so other clothes? Fast. Does he does he uh, does he jam the other clothes down into the ring? Or does yes. he, is he just burning through outfits? Well, I mean, he he can move so fast that like Do you think he just incinerates the clothes the moment he feels like it? <laughs> I don't think Barry Allen's that rich. Yeah, well, but I mean in in uh, the Justice League in the Snyder cut, we see him kind of like just literally incinerate his shoes when he jumps out of that pet shop to go save uh this version, this universe's yeah, but, version of but I don't, I don't think he's trying to make a habit of it. Yeah, I suppose, but I don't know. Do you think he steals a little bit, maybe? <laughs> Do you think like I mean... when he, he captured Captain Boomerang from that bank, he like pocketed maybe ten G's? <laughs> like, not I hope not so. enough to break he deserves the bank, it. but I mean, exactly. Like you know, it... everybody needs a pension. <laughs> this is a full time job. For him. I think it's okay. the Flash doesn't have a Patreon like we do. By the way, and by the way, go to it. <laughs> Give us everything. Just if you, all I'm saying is, if you're a cop and you prevent a bank robbery, just pocket ten G's and give us, you know, whatever you can out of that. <laughs> like I know times are hard, but or if you're you Ezra know, you Miller, stop that bank robbing. You save that bank millions, so I think you're entitled to a little, a little percentage of the cut. And since you listen to us, we're entitled to a little bit a little of little that percentage of the cut as well. Yes. Um, um but uh, let's yeah, see. I think we should move on to the Batman trailer. Exactly. Um, so this is the, this is this is a good trailer. I'm excited really for this good movie. Trailer, dude. Yeah. I'm I I did like it more than the last trailer. Um, I don't know. I I with the last trailer, I kind of thought maybe we were gonna get a little bit more of like a slow to roll movie. It was yeah. a little bit more methodical and a thinky think movie. Uh huh. Uh, it, it felt a little bit more murder mystery, uh, like Zodiac. Yeah. Whereas this feels like. I don't know. Like I, I got just some beating yeah, people. I got, exactly. I got some Dark Knight Returns vibes too. Like when he, yeah. whenever he's walking through that water, and he has a torch, and all those people are following him. It's a brief little sequence uh, from overhead, but I was like, that looks like some Dark Knight Returns imagery. Um, um, and he's just God. He's he's beating people so badly, dude. Those like action sequences look awesome, though. Yeah, and he's knocking people comatose. How do you feel about the bat suit being pretty much just indestructible? So, I I think the bat suit, especially in cinema, like if you look at all of the Batman movies that we've had, um, like it goes back to Michael Keaton, like you know taking bullets and just walking it off. Yeah. Um But um, I I like it, and and but see, the do you think it's thing, weird that he's not wearing a little mouthpiece? Yeah, it it is weird. I will admit. But I think we can suspend our disbelief for that. But what I was going to say is that I really like the way the bullet impacts look when they yeah. hit him. Like, yeah, Matt Reeves it really, knows really how to do looks, action. it really looks like the bullets are hitting him and having an impact. Like, yeah. when you watch that Batman 89 movie and, um, and what's his name is taking those bullets, it doesn't, it doesn't phase him at all. Like, they just yeah, bounce like, off of him and you see exactly. sparks on his chest. But with it's this, it's like, like impact years of cinema improvement. 
yeah. they've been able <laughs> to, yeah. to get around that Fair enough. problem. Well, it, it, with, um, what's it called? The Dark Knight? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Trilogy. We never really got anything of that magnitude, especially that one uh, shot where the guy was just machine gunning him. Yeah, and he's walking down that hallway, and they're all yeah. just kind of bouncing off of him. Uh, yeah, and he's still thumbing people. That's my thing. Like, I, I that's a really cool looking sequence. Yeah, and, and I think this movie is going to give us a lot of good action sequences, just from what we've seen so far, which I'm excited for. But I'm just like, come on, what? Wouldn't at least like one of those hit like his cheek or something? Well, so. Like, I think, like, if 89 Batman can take a bullet, why can't he take 20 bullets in the same spot? I agree, but those people are spraying machine guns. Yeah. Like, what if they... Just one hits him in the face, he's done. I mean, yeah, but... I mean... Yeah, but... Then then they'd have to... (laughs) If you you really wanted to nail this down to to the ground you could you know encase all of him in armor and then he couldn't see he couldn't breathe hey, why don't, don't we just put that. him in a tank yeah and, and then and then what it'll I'm make sense is i don't i don't love bulletproof batman i like the idea of like he's got to be like sneaky and like maybe he can take like a bullet to the chest mm-hmm. but like I, I don't like the idea of just lmgs weighing down on him he's like ha 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 I don't uh, know if that was just, an LMG. That that was no, more like a but, SMG. Yeah, you put two SMGs up against him. I say two SMGs equals one LMG. <laughs> okay, that's um, fair. But I suppose. But outside that, I, I like this trailer a lot. Um, yeah, I think Paul Dano as the Riddler is going to be good. I kind of like that they're not showing us his face. Yeah. Um, we we still haven't really gotten to see that. I don't know if they're going to scar him or anything, or if they're just like we, we kind of want to hold this over. Um, but I. I think that's going to be good. Colin Farrell is unrecognizable as, he sure as is. the penguin. He sure is. Like, but how I do you like his mannerisms? Him, oh, I, I like him a lot. Yeah. I like that he's like, he does a really good Tommy Lee Jones, he, imper- not Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Robert De Niro impersonation, which is, is, uh, is that I, I the don't impersonation know. you, uh, you feel like he's doing Robert De Niro. Um, I don't think that's necessarily what he's aiming for, but I do but think he, he's aiming for like weird, Italian mobster. Yeah, I, uh, I I could feel him channeling Robert De Niro yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I, I kind of like, I don't know, I think his mannerisms suit uh, some of the versions of the Penguin we got yeah. over the years. Uh, he, he doesn't seem maybe quite as silly, Yeah, but I like it when they're in the, the club and Batman has like a knife on him. He's like, whoa there, buddy. Yeah. Like, 
Um, um, no, it it very much feels um, for anyone who's played the Batman Arkham games. It's fe- it feels a lot like that Penguin that we got, and, and I like, like a that barroom brawl. I liked that Penguin a lot because he wasn't so corny. Like I do like comic book corniness here and there, but I like it sprinkled. You know, and especially when a whole character is really corny, like especially a villain, a major villain, um, it it really turns me off. So I I feel like this penguin is a little bit more sincere, and it seems like he's like you know like a a big time mob boss kind of guy, and that's the penguin that I really like. Yeah. Do you think that that someone else is behind all of this? Do you think the Riddler's not the the main I hope so. dish here? I really hope so. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot I, of what we've seen from him in the trailer so far seems like maybe he's trying to unearth something. Maybe he's not necessarily... Because I think he's going to be the villain, but maybe he's not necessarily going to be the worst dude around. I think maybe he's like poking at the owl's nest? I think so. I think we might be getting Court of Owls. Huh. Um, That's interesting. If we're going to get it... I, out of any of the movies over the last decade or so with Batman that we've seen, I think this would be the one we'd be most likely to get it out of. Yeah. It, I feel like it kind of fits the aesthetic and the ambiance of this universe. That's fair. That they're making. I don't know. It feels because this Gotham feels grimy, but kind of in like a something's afoot here. Yeah. Kind of way. Um, so if they went, if they went and said like, or given all the things we've seen, they have to really be holding their cards to their chest to for that to be the case. Because we've only, I mean, th- this is our second trailer for this film. That's this fair. movie was supposed to be out last month originally, really? um, and and the pandemic's just constantly been pushing it back. Yeah, but I don't know because we don't really know any of the major plot elements of this movie. I think they've That's done fair. a really good job of keeping their cards close to their chest. Yeah, keeping everything uh, with in the this, I'm, I'm glad to see it. I don't want to see another trailer for this. Yeah. I don't know where your headspace I, is on I'd, that, but it's out I'd in be okay March. With that. Yeah, and I like. I think this is we've we've gotten plenty. This Batman seems really angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I'm. I like. I I kind of and you know, like an early Batman. Um, I think was a little bit mishandled in the Dark Knight. Uh, trilogy because um, mm-hmm. I-, I feel like they did kind of miss the the imperfections of-, of the Batman when he's first starting out I mean he he had his little moments where he trembled you know and faltered in, in the action yeah. scenes but we never really got I mean I guess there was that part where he was going to kill that dude but that was before he became Batman I just mm-hmm. feel like he was so infallible in those movies and we never got kind of the humanity and the the him figuring things out as batman mm-hmm. and kind of working towards being the best batman he could be not yeah. it felt like he was just the best batman he could be right out of the gate and, and what I do think, you think about uh about andy circus as uh as alfred i think i'm gonna like him um i, from, I think so too i think from, he looks good yeah from the way he kind of is acting the part in the trailers we've seen in the footage um he doesn't seem like he's gonna be all that wacky which Mm -mm. i'm kind of used to him being uh especially after playing claw whatever Mm -hmm. claw in the ulysses claw Claw. yeah there you go um but uh i'm interested to see him in a more serious role um 
I, I like him a lot in the things I've seen him in. Yeah. No, I, I think he'll do a good job. What do you think about Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman? Uh, she seems pretty good. I don't know anything about her. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. Um, she, but as far as like visuals and like, I think she looks the part. Yeah. No, I, I think out of, uh, she, I definitely think she looks the part more than Anne Hathaway did. I like <laughs> Anne Hathaway fine yeah. as Catwoman, but this, I don't know, this version looks like Catwoman. I didn't no, love I agree. when she had the red wig on. Yeah. Uh, that, that looked a little weird. But outside that, I, I think she looks great. Yeah. Um, um, I think she's going to be good. And it looks like they're leaning a little bit more heavily on the, the her and Batman's dynamic. Right. And this. I just hope. Which I like. I hope it's not like a fourth of the movie. Yeah. I just, like, let it be a side element. It doesn't have to. Yeah. No. I, and and, I, and they, they are beginning to oversaturate the whole Catwoman Batman thing. Yeah. No, so I really just hope this, like, it, it's a side plot i hope it's not a like tantamount to the the main plot well and my thing is if you're gonna do it do it well and do it once yeah <laughs> like and my thing is like if you're gonna continue because i'd imagine given how long they've built up to this that they're gonna continue to make uh more batman movies in this universe especially if this is successful right and i i think the the main thing to get people coming back is to make this feel like a lived-in universe and for it to feel like a lived-in universe, there there are just characters who are running around that aren't going to be resolved by the right. end of this. Right. And if Catwoman's one of them, I'm fine with that. If Penguin's one of them, I'm fine with that. Just Same. you know, these are characters in Gotham that are kind of just permanent fixtures of this city, and they're always going to be there, and they're always going to be a problem, or they're always going to be in the background or doing this and this and that, despite whatever Batman's main focus is at any given time. Yeah. So million-dollar question: the one everyone's asking. Will Robert Pattinson have the chops for Batman? I think he will have the chops for Batman. I think he'll. I think he's I gonna think, knock it out of the park. I think he looks the most like Bruce Wayne. The majority of iterations of Bruce Wayne. I do too. Of any Batman we've ever gotten. I definitely do too. Because he looks. While he's, I don't know, what is he like, thirty four, thirty five now? I have no clue. Uh, he looks like he's about twenty nine, thirty. Yeah. Like he, he looks the age. He has that kind of unfiltered anger that early <laughs> Batman has. Yep. And I guess the apathy for himself, like at one point in the trade, he's like, I don't care what happens to me. Yeah. And he looks, he's also got that weird, like slight bit of dorkiness to him. Yeah. Like when he's wearing those weird glasses and doing like detective work Yeah. that we see out of Batman, he's, he'll just do something occult or strange because it's beneficial at any given time. Yeah. I like his weird little clue map he has laid out on the ground. And he's looking through, like, I, I don't know, I'm really excited uh, for this movie. I yeah. think we may finally be getting a version of Batman that emulates a lot of the uh, the better elements of the Batman comics. I, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I was kind of leaning into this because I feel like a lot of people are questioning him uh, because they he's kind of the face of the Twilight movies. Um, and, and I, I feel think like, for what those movies are, those movies are fine. They're they're. No, the the first couple are fine. The last couple are bad. Oh, I see. I think the first couple are the, are worse. I think they get progressively better. Really? I don't yeah. know. They kind of fell apart for me. That first one's boo boo. That first one was kind of boo boo. They're all mm. not that great. I didn't like any of them that much. But but yeah, anyway, but that and, wasn't and his even fault. Even outside of that, no, and he's fine in those movies. Yeah, he's really good as Cedric Diggory and uh, Goblet of Fire. 
Yeah. He's he, really he good as uh as weird brother in that movie where they rob people and they're weird brothers. He's good in that one. <laughs> um, I, I don't know the name. People out there are like, like this is the name. Did you like Lighthouse? Uh I did. That movie's so weird. <laughs> Was he is, good in it? Yes, him and Willem Dafoe are both great in that movie. There's one or two moments, it, maybe there are three moments in that movie where they both just get really drunk. Have you seen the movie? I have not. They they get really drunk and they're rambling and they haven't seen anyone <laughs> else in a few weeks and they're arguing and they're yelling and they get real close and then they almost kiss and they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I think that's really entertaining. I'm, I'm going to watch it just of, for that. Yeah, I, I think the idea of like these two, because even in the movie, they're they're both very straight guys, but you you strand yeah two men on yeah. an island by yeah. themselves for long enough, and weird tensions are gonna bubble up. <laughs> um, that's so good. No, I I believe that's Eagers uh, who did that movie, and I like I don't know. I read one interview with him and Robert Pattinson about filming the movie. And they talk about how when Robert Pattinson first went in, because the only two people in the movie are him and William Dafoe. You never see anyone else. Yeah. Um, besides uh, somebody who's cast as like a body, and then somebody who's cast as uh, like a mermaid that one of them wow. hallucinates. But it's just the two of them. And so going in, that movie can be read from a few different perspectives. There's just so many, yeah, ambi- like just ambiguous readings where you could be like, they're going insane, or like, is weird stuff happening at the lighthouse, or this, or this, or that. And Robert sounds Pattinson like waiting in, for good like, yeah, a little bit. He, Robert Pattinson went in and talked to the director, and he's like, "So, like, is my character crazy?" And he's like, "I don't know." And he's <laughs> like, "But like, is he seeing? Is he actually seeing these things?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and so Robert Pat he just told Robert Pattinson to play it however he read the script. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think we we get That's a really awesome. interesting uh, look at his acting chops in that. And I know I talked last week about how bad Tenet is as, as a film. And it's not good, but he's really good in that movie. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a, a solid actor, and I, I think he'll be a good Batman. I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, same. Um, so uh, I think we're clear to go to our main topic. What do you think? I think so. I can't think of any other trailers. That... Oh, Peacemaker? You want to oh, yeah, 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 mention Peace it? Tra- yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, this I'm... looks fine. Yeah, it looks fine. I'm I'm excited to see him back in that role. I liked him in that role a lot, John Cena in the Peacemaker role. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed that movie a lot, but I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy all of him all the time. Yeah, I like his weird little dynamic with Vigilante. Right. Yeah. They yeah. seem like they're having fun. Yeah. Um, I think that it, it's also kind of weird because this this movie or this show feels really not serious at all, and it feels kind of strange coming out of how they in like they left his character off. Yeah, where he just killed Rick Flag. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. like a super emotional, like kind of tense thing that happened, and then we're moving on to this and I, I don't know, maybe they'll handle it really well. Uh, maybe they won't, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I'll still give it a watch. You know, I, yeah. I'll definitely watch it. Have you watched star girl? Uh, no, no, I have not. It's pretty good. That's not, what does that have to do it's with not anything? Great. It's, uh, it's in like, it's a DC live action show and it's also on HBO. Is it in the same universe? I don't know. <laughs> Um, but like it, it's got a Solomon Grundy in it and it's got okay. a justice society in it. Okay. Uh, and, and you get to see a lot of these characters and I think it's actually really, it's, it's pretty wholesome, but it's really, 
I, I think it's pretty good. And the Solomon Grundy doesn't look half bad. How about that? Yeah, live action Solomon Grundy. Is it like CGI Grundy or is it like makeup? Grundy? It's CGI Grundy. Okay, he's like nine or ten foot tall. He's big. Jesus, um, that's awesome. Yeah, but it, it it doesn't look half bad. Like you get an hour man. I mean, I and... guess we got um King Shark in that, and he looked good. Yeah, it, this the Solomon Grundy looks better than King Shark. Really? Um, but... And or at least than Flash Television King Shark. Yeah, I'd say so. Um. Flash but I, I think it's King worth Shark. watching. It's only like, yeah, you've never in the Flash TV show. Uh, oh they, no, I was talking. No, 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 I was talking about uh, King Shark from. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, he doesn't look as good Squad. as that. No. Yeah, I was gonna say. No, but uh, that's that's movie budget stuff. Uh, yeah. There you go. Have you seen Swamp Thing? I've not. I, I saw a lot of those shows looked kind of corny. I don't know. Swamp Thing's not half bad either. I guess I guess the CW shows kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, yeah, I, I loved them for so long, and and then, and then I, you just didn't. Yeah, and then I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, now out of the HBO shows that they've done live action in the DC universe, I think Titans is the weakest. Yeah, um, but it even still looks pretty good. The and costumes it does some look pretty neat. Things, but yeah. Um, but like Swamp Thing's good. Doom Patrol's the best of those okay. shows I think they've made. Um, okay. It's actually really good. It's not for for those of you out there who are like, I don't like the weird part of comic book stuff. Don't watch it because that's all that show is. It's it's so weird. Um, um, but it's, I think it's real good. I, I think we're also getting uh, some Harley Quinn adult cartoon uh, at the beginning of next year. Uh, what are we getting a season three of it? Yeah, I think so. Good. good. Yeah, that's a good show. I, I like that show a lot. Um, it's a lot of fun. That's yeah, a lot of fun. But anyway, Dune, your boy Dune. Denis Villeneuve, mm-hmm. he came. Has through. he? He came. He has, he's been vindicated. Yeah, in I your think. Eyes. He, I think he's been vindicated in my eyes. As far as continuity goes, the reset button has been pressed. To quote Rick and Morty. Okay. So you forgive him for his comments about superhero movies? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that was still a little bit egregious, especially after watching that movie. Um, so lauded and celebrated filmmaker Denis Villeneuve is finally <laughs> he has some merit in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Dune Dune was real good. I I liked it. Um, it was two and a half hours. It felt like two hours because I was just engrossed in it the whole time. Yeah. Um, it it was visually it was spectacular. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's um, a beautiful movie. But uh, the plot was really good. Um, and at every at most points in the movie, it was so tense. Like there was something, there was some. I don't know. Denis Villeneuve, I guess, is really good at building tension. Yes, like, yes. He, um, I guess we're doing non spoilers first. Yeah, we'll we'll do non spoilers first. It's been a while since we've done a movie review. Um, not really. But uh, well. We haven't done one. In a few, oh, sorry. It's been a while since we've done a film <laughs> review. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Blake, Blake moving into his uh his what's it called hipstery ways. Uh, okay, <laughs> film film criticism isn't a history thing. But if calling I was a hipster, it film, I'd be like, is, no. If yes. I was a hipster, I would have said, I would have said, you know, like man, like movies really. What are they like? Does this uh, Blah 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 blah. I'm. I, just, I like. Films. Are you gonna sit? 
Would you consider Venom Let There Be Carnage a film? <laughs> I um, know I gave it a high score, all things considered. You sure did. You gave it like a barely, seven. I think I did, but it's barely a movie. <laughs> like it's it's it one or barely two plot a... threads away from just not making sense. Yeah, you, you could take like two scenes out of that movie and it wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be um... like a bad pilot. But but yeah, uh, so so initial thoughts. You you do like this movie? Oh, I thought it was. It was pretty good. I, th- I thought it was great. Prior to going in, were you familiar with anything to do with Dune? Uh, no. Read no, the I've, book, seen I've the original. not read the book or seen the original. I had no idea about the universe at all. And you felt like this was pretty legible. Like you weren't all that confused. Um, I was a little confused about the more grandiose aspects of the world building. Uh, mm. like the different factions and what was going on with them and why they were doing the things they were doing. Yeah. But overall, I think it did a good job. And um, I, I took my little brother to see this. I was telling him on the way home, something that I was really relieved about that I thought this movie did really well was its exposition. Like it didn't feel forced whenever they were trying to give us little world building t- tidbits. Like they they gave us these little tidbits and the, um, uh, the main character was like learning with these little tapes, um, and uh, and they're they're telling him about the like the the planet that he's gonna yeah. be going to and etc. Yeah, yeah, and, and then all of the times where the characters were like, oh, this is how this works, and you know, this is how this creature on this planet works. And it was it didn't feel force in a way that a lot of sci-fi movies do Mm -hmm. what do you think about the overall production design like uh, i feel like this is visually this doesn't really look like too many other sci-fi things we've gotten over the years i completely agree yeah it felt very unique um Mm -hmm. all the technology stuff felt unique like you know i feel like when you when you go into some of these sci-fi movies um like a lot of the special effects are feel like carbon copies Mm-hmm. And this did not feel that way at all. Yeah, no, I I feel like a lot of modern sci-fi films specifically struggle with this. They just they look too shiny. Yep. Like they don't they don't feel super lived in. Like if I had to describe the look of this movie to somebody, I'd say it it looks like John Carter but grimier. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's got the same like kind of like sand drifters and the dragonfly ships and etc. and so on. The which are kind of wacky. Yeah, the ornithopters. Uh, which are kind of wacky as a concept, but I don't. I, I think the production design in in this movie is so well done that no. you never really question that. Yeah. No. And there's this weird like gray, like I don't know, like light grayish tone yep. to to everything that gives it a very metallic, grounded yeah feeling and visual. And I, I think it, I, I think it looks fantastic. It sure I feel does. like. I feel like maybe the first half of the movie is a little bit front loaded with that. Yeah. I feel like the back half we don't get as much in the visually Agreed. appealing uh, aspects of the movie, but that front half we we do get a lot of shots that are just I mean they're beautiful. Yeah, but but to be fair, the back half I think that has more to do with just the setting that the characters are in than anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, as far as uh, other visuals, so all of the CGI felt was pretty good i I think there might have been one thing that looked a little weird but i'm sure if i watched it again i don't think it would be that egregious 
Mm. Um, How do you think the like the body shields look? Because that's one of the famous things from David Lynch's take on this movie. I liked like they, them a lot. So I wacky. thought they looked I think, cool. Yeah, and in so- certain fight sequences where it's a lot of people yeah. really on top of each other, it makes it a little bit hard to distinguish what's Agreed. going on. And and, um, and I feel like the the rules with those kind of fall apart in the bigger fight scenes. Like they um, they establish the rules yeah. for how they work at the beginning, and mm. and we'll go into that in the spoilers a little more. Um, then again, I don't think anyone's gonna be mad that we spoiled how the shields work. the mechanics of the shields. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's fair. So essentially, the shields are if you hit something with them fast, it blocks it and just deflects it. But if you go in slow, you can force your way through it. Yeah. So the idea is you want to be quick and fast and whatnot, but when you get close up on somebody, you want to be able to stop yourself and slow down enough to yeah. like get that killing blow. So grappling is really important. Exactly. And I, I think that's translated well for a good chunk of it, but yeah. in some of the bigger fight scenes, it just looks like people are hacking and slinging at each other. Right. You like don't there, really get a sense of that. I mean, there's a couple of times where I just, we just watch people stab through each into through each other. Like, yeah. And it's not slow. It's just like real swift. So I, yeah. I, I think, and, and honestly, that might've been some of the most egregious like plot holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Other not that, that bad. Airtight. Yeah. Um, but, uh, as far as the other visuals go, um, all the practical effects felt good, and mm-hmm. all of the uh, the prostheses and uh, and costumes yeah. felt great. Yeah, who is it? I think it's uh oh man, it's the older Sarsgard. I think. I think he plays the the villain in this. He looks great. Yeah, yeah, um, he does. What's he name? is so creepy looking, dude. He's terrifying. He's terrifying. Um, what's his name? Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. Too many Skarsgårds. Uh, I'm to call a couple of them. What uh? What else has he been in? Um. Let's see. He's in. Oh, the oh first he, Avengers movie. He's yeah. the scientist. Who yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And and he's in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff. I, I knew I his, recognized him, but the prostheses yeah. were so strong. Yeah. Um. And there's a really like he's got a device on his back that kind of makes him like levitate. And there's a really great audio cue every time it turns on, where you can almost hear like his spinal column clicking into place. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> and like, the way it, he was it, eating. Yeah, and the way Ugh. they kind of like drape his his cloak down around him, it kind of flows back behind him and makes him look like 12, 13 feet long. Uh, yeah. When he's really just like a, a a large dude. Right. And so he he's got this more intimidating presence than he would otherwise have. Um but no, I, I think I I think that visual specifically when it comes to the people is really good. Yeah. Um but, how do you feel about, about uh, the soundtrack? Um, I, in some of Villeneuve's other stuff, because I believe this is Hans Zimmer as well, um, and I think he, he tends to do good work, and in, but in some of Villeneuve's other stuff, it's a little bit too like, <laughs> and in this, it's also, but it's, it's done sparingly yeah. enough that I feel like it doesn't just Agreed. terrorize your ears. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and there even, were some, there were some really like, Star Wars esque orchestrated tracks, yeah, in the bigger yeah. scenes that felt pretty good. Even even before like the like 
pre-crawl where you you hear that voice in the background and it says something and it reads dialogue. I can't remember what it says, but it's like wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah. some uh, like it, didgeridoo. Yeah, I think I think that's good when it's not used all the time, and I think yeah. it's used sparingly enough in this. That I agree. You you weren't terrified, like just just tired of it by the end. Um, what do you think about the sandworms? How do you think they looked? Oh my god, they look terrifying. They're so big. big. Yeah, those dudes are big. I, um, I I kind of like how they like their their teeth are just bristles. I I do too. Like, yeah, just bristles on bristles on bristles. But they're really they're sharp bristles because like, uh, they make knives yeah. out of them. Yeah, uh, they're like uh, they're like whales. Yeah, essentially. I think yeah. Frank Herbert that was the concept he he used going in. They eat, and that's how they eat too. Kind of right. like a whale eats krill. Yeah, they kind of um, collect and, and with a big them. mouth. Yeah, um, um, which I, I I think that visual looks good, and I like that you can see him coming from a like a good ways away. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. Kind of remind, reminded me a little bit of Tremors. I in a good way. I don't think I've ever seen a sci-fi movie, um, like visually establish, like something of that magnitude that well. In, mm-hmm. in the in because that that uh that collector thing that we see the the worm swallow, mm-hmm. I mean that thing was huge. And, yeah. you know, it, it fit like 21 people in it, you know, I'm assuming semi-comfortably. And, yeah. like... I mean, oh, they're big. Like, that info... Swallowed it. Like, education video showing them at the beginning says they grew up, uh, I think, 400 meters. Yeah. So, like, four football fields long. So, I mean, they're pretty big. Yeah. It's, it's horrifying. Um, yeah, and I, I kind of like that the, the locals, like, that's... The, the concept, at least, of the sandworm is their version of God. Yeah. Like, they're like, that's the only thing I worship. And when you see the scale of them, it, it makes sense. Yeah. There isn't, it's not like the uh, the locals or even the imperial troops that are stationed there really come up with a way of dealing with these things. Yeah. They kind of just run from them. Yeah. Um, and, and I and like hide. that because you would think they, I, I don't know, like the Empire in Star Wars kind of just eliminates Popples things they everything. don't like. Right. But there there was no kind of indication in this that they could be killed. Yeah. By any conventional means, and I kinda liked that. I agree. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's a, a relatively well handled aspect of this movie. And I agree. they don't they don't like have any kind of humanity or this or that. They're just Yeah. Terrifying and yeah. they just eat and that, that's about it. Um the uh I think we're good to go to spoilers. Yeah, uh, one more thing beforehand. Do you think the casting's pretty good in this? I think decent? I think the cast was great. I think you think I think I think everyone seemed to fit their roles pretty well. Um, but the movie itself just felt very well acted and really tight mm. in that area. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you, did you feel like Jason Momoa was maybe calling this one in a little bit? What do you mean? It just, I don't know. Hey, both he and Dave Bautista for me. And I typically yeah. like Dave Bautista and stuff because he's in uh, the most recent Blade Runner. He's yeah. only in it for like four or five minutes, but it's. It's really good stuff. I felt like maybe each of them were, were chewing just a little bit too much scenery in this. Um, I, um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe that was just me, but... I don't know. I, I think part of it is that they're kind of secondary characters. Um, like we, we We really don't get that much of Jason Momoa, despite his presence being felt. Um, it, like, we, we get that kind of beginning sequence, and we get him fighting... But yeah, we we really don't get that much of him, so I don't know. How how do you feel about Jason Momoa without a beard? I liked it fine. It I, felt you strange. You can slowly tell that he is getting older. Yeah, like you can. He's starting to wear his age a little bit differently. Yeah, and he's still like one of the most attractive men alive, but he's slowly becoming yeah. less. Like he's he's falling out of the top five, maybe. That dude's so scary. Uh, yeah, he's he's huge, um, but. I just I, I don't know maybe maybe that was just me maybe on a rewatch it, it'll seem differently they just they felt both of those characters for me felt a little bit cardboard but I thought I thought Timothy I, Chalamet was really good in this I I could see I could see that who's Timothy Chalamet he's the main guy okay he's, yeah uh, he's I, Paul. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything uh he's an in Interstellar he's in oh. the most recent version of Little Women um and he's he's really good in that I like him uh he's the guy that. Uh, what's the what's the comedian? The guy um, who does Big Mouth. Uh, oh, uh, uh, John Mulaney. Yeah, he's the guy that John Mulaney talks about in the skit where he's talking about his wife. And he's like, my wife loves Timothy Chalamet, and I was like, Timothy Chalamet is only five foot eleven. He's doing a bit on him, so he's he's kind of like America's budding sweetheart. He's a, a very small boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, I, I think he's he? good in this. How old is he? Let's see. If I He's had twenty five, yeah, okay. a little bit, a little um, bit um, I I but, liked uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson, um, yeah, yeah, she's good. She, she was really good. She uh, was also in uh, uh, the Greatest oh, Showman. She's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and she's in the most and, uh, and recent few Mission Impossible movies. So I think she's good. She, Oscar Isaac was also really good in this. Oscar um, Isaac he, was very. very I, I like Oscar Isaac. I have a sweet spot yeah. for him. He. Yeah. I like his face. I, I don't know. I, I like his mannerisms. <laughs> he's a good Poe Dameron. He's a uh, yeah. He's really good next Machina. I think he just plays well across the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I and really for what little bit Josh Brolin is in this movie. I think he's really good in it as well. Uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, where do I know that guy from? He's Thanos. <laughs> really? Run from it. Destiny. Oh my god! Yeah. It's the same voice. So I heard his voice, and I was like. I know that voice. And then I looked at his face and I was like, I know that face. And I was like, yeah. but where do I know it from? 
do you like that he's kind of just touting philosophy at weird sections like yes. the land and he's like the sands of time wash over i absolutely <laughs> do love it and for some reason it didn't feel out of place no I, and like that character feels like so rigid all the time but every yeah. now and then he does something like that and it feels yeah. like he's he's doing like a little bit and everybody's like ah oh, yeah and, and it's he just did, gurney he did feel like like he walked around looking like a brick dude like yeah. Like his face was always like Mer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, let's see, I think that's oh and and you know what? What's his face was in it? Uh David Ooh Dashed Mall uh, Yeah, there you bald go. guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, like that guy is in everything now. Yeah, no, he, he reminded me of that weird guy that Jabba has working in his palace with yeah. the weird neck thing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of that character. I mean, he doesn't have a super important part in this, but no. I, I think what part he does have is good. There's some really weird aspects of this universe. Yeah. Like, what is it? The the Sarkadars? Sarkadons? The, the other warriors the Empire calls in? Uh-huh. Like, you, you see their training ground, and they're bleeding people to, like... <laughs> anoint their soldiers yeah it's it's just some really weird imagery yeah really weird disturbing stuff there was a lot of disturbing image imagery in this yeah do you like the the strange like cornucopia motherships that they have where all the other ships come out of the the interior of it it looked really cool it looks like a giant like blue whale just (laughs) floating up in the sky um I, i think it's interesting and so this is this this does take place in in like our universe these are future iterations uh, of humans because it, it says yeah. up top yeah it's like ten thousand one hundred something yeah so it's like eight thousand years on how do you like the spice in this universe you like um, using spice to navigate so let, let's just go into the and say the, the spoilers from spoilers? here on okay uh, so, so and, and then i'll answer movie. that question what would, you, what would you give this movie up top uh at least an 8.5 I'd give this movie an eight. Um, I like this movie a lot, and I'm a big fan of sci-fi stuff in general. I do feel like the back half is a little bit lacking in content because okay. this this really only covers probably about the first sixty percent of the book Dune. Yeah, and I know they're going to cover the rest in the, the sequel part two. But I I don't know. For me at least, the back half feels like a lot of lead up. Feels like they for how much they accomplish in the first hour and a half of this movie's runtime yeah. it feels kind of hollow for me and that huh. second half that if i had one complaint for the movie it would be that um i think i think that, that might just be because the fir- that first half they're trying to throw so much at you because like they eh, or i guess i guess we're not going into spoilers yet or we yeah. haven't gotten into spoilers yet but uh um, we can now. We've both yeah. given our, our rating. Yeah. Go see this movie. Right. It's good. It's worth yeah. seeing. Yeah, it definitely is worth seeing. Um, for anyone who likes movies or sci-fi or all of the above, just just go see yeah. it. It's, and it's and if fun. you're wondering if this is a movie that's like that warrants going to a theater to see, I'd say so. There oh are some yeah. Some shots in this that are. Oh my brilliant. god, it's it's so spectacular. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah. So back to what what you were just talking about. I think part of that is because you were coming down off the high from the first half of the movie. I don't know. Cause for me, it, it seems like in that first half, maybe, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's more like the first two thirds. Like it covers so much ground. It does. Like you go from, this is like the house of Atreides mm-hmm. lives on this planet. They're right. leaving because of this. 
and they're going to this new planet. This is how this new planet works. These are the dynamics. They're being invaded. Right. All of these things get accomplished. And then the back half of the movie is just Timothy Chalamet. So Paul and his mother yeah. just just like slowly working their way towards and, like, and the the, whole this time, refugee camp, essentially. And the whole time, Paul is like having these visions and like, yeah. like inexplicably knowing was, what to do. Yeah. How do you feel that was handled? By the end of it, did you feel like it had been covered enough to the point that you could understand that he's got some precognizance? Yes. Like he can you – know, okay. So um, I think that as far as like the whole clairvoyance thing and like having visions, I think this is one of the films that I've seen that handled that the best. I think a mm-hmm. lot of times when people do it, it tends to to be schlocky and corny and and tends to – I don't know. It 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 kind of goes back to that that whole exposition thing where I just don't like corny exposition. Um, but I, I feel like in this movie all the visions are handled really well, like the way that transitions into them, the content of them, um, and then the way that they apply to what's happening in the movie in like the yeah. the main track. And I like that they're not necessarily a surefire thing, right? Like when the the Jenny Bezeret, uh, or, or is it Benny Jezeret? Benny Jezeret, whatever it is. I think it's Benny Jezeret. The the weird order of witches they have in this universe. Yeah. Um. When the leader of that first talks to him, and she's like, "Do the things in your dreams, you know, come true?" Yeah. He's like, "Not exactly. Like right. it's he he sees possible futures. He doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. see what's going to transpire." Well, and and his mother said that the chosen one quote-unquote, was is going to bridge the gap between time and space. And How do so, you feel about all that Chosen One stuff? So I, I was telling Dylan this on the way home. I really wanted to dislike it. Like, I, I feel like every time I've seen the whole Chosen One thing, like especially in Star Wars, it it felt, the whole Chosen One thing fell off. Um, and I think in a lot of things with the Chosen One, like even Harry Potter, it feels... I don't know, off and overused. But, and like I said, I wanted to dislike the way they did it here, but I really couldn't find a way to. Um, there were some things that I didn't think were super great, but all, all in all, I thought it was it was pretty well handled. Yeah, I felt like some of it was a little bit oddly telegraphed. Like, I, I felt like maybe there were two or three too many instances of of them being like, I'm the, he's the one. Like, one, yeah. one. Blah, blah, did, blah. did you like, like it? Did you like it when um when he strapped the boots up correctly and the yeah, lady was like I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I did too. But but, but when I they also, were kind of coming at it like you are the yeah. chosen one kind of stuff like directly I you didn't like it. I kind of like the implication when they first landed where he's like what do they say and she's like they they think you're the messiah. And then he was like because the the Benny Jezeret have, have kind of like sown these right. ideas here over the past few decades. I kind of like the idea that maybe there was a propaganda element to it. Yeah. And he, maybe he wasn't necessarily quote unquote, the one, right. But they've kind of conditioned this specific sector of space society to, to kind of make him into that. But then it, over the course of the movie, it kind of seems like, yeah, Oh, he just, he is just the one. Yeah. Do you, um, you kind of wish that they had a sh- kind of, uh, not shrouded it in mystery, but uh, uh, maybe, shed a little uh, more doubt on it. 
Yeah, for for all the failings of those latter seasons of Game of Thrones, I think they did a really good job with revealing the fact that Jon Snow was a Targaryen. Right. And they like it was a slow build up and we didn't find out for 6 seasons. Yeah. Like it's it, and you it felt earned. Yeah. And this again it just it felt a little bit too like here you go. Yeah, no. I I, and, I like, agree. For someone who's familiar with the Dune series, I was like going into it I knew right. relatively where they're going to go with this. But when he was, it was more along the lines of him being like, oh, this is, these people think what they've been conditioned to believe. Right. I was like, maybe they're going to take a different approach at this. And I was kind of interested to see where that was going, but I, it, it didn't really come to fruition. Maybe in the next movie, you know, we'll get a moment where he has these visions and then he's just totally wrong, wrong and gets yeah. like hundreds of people killed. And, I, and then I think I'd kind of like that. I, I would kind of like that because then it would cast more doubt on it, and and it, and then we'd get to see the kind of aftermath in it with his character, and yeah. him deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about uh about the uh man Han Hoskinen uh you know uh, the bad dudes the bad dudes um the, the way they look Are you I like that? I like their visual aesthetic a lot. They're so <laughs> They're creepy looking. looking aren't they? they are. They're disgusting. And yeah, it's it's very very broadly telegraphed. Who are the baddies? Like you yeah, never really have to ask. Yeah, Dave, Dave Batista. I guess they just they were like, well, we know that he can wear makeup, so let's let's put some makeup on him. Yeah. Um. Um. Did you did you see the plot twist coming that UA was the the traitor and he had shut down the generators and kind of uh kind of set him up? Did that feel like that much of a plot twist? I mean, did you know that the doctor was going to be the one who no, but turned I mean, on him? I, I didn't know anyone was going to turn on him, but I don't know. It, uh, honestly, it felt, I don't know, it felt a little convenient. Like, why would the doctor be able to know where to lower the shields and all that? Yeah, I, I thought it was done fine. Yeah, I mean, I... I I really never thought about it until just now when you asked me about it. So I guess mm-hmm. I was able to suspend my disbelief, mm-hmm. you know, uh, appropriately for the the, the the movie. But I don't know. It, it was fine. Um, I did like his weird character. That they, that they undressed Oscar Isaac to put him at that dinner? I liked that. I, I don't know. <laughs> just... Like the way that, that that whole scene played out, it was kind of weird. But I think yeah. it fit. Yeah. Um. What do you make of the bull? The bull image that we keep getting over and over. Well, that, that that's the symbol of uh, of House Atreides. And oh, okay. You kind of, and you get yeah. it on the mounted on the wall. Okay. Yeah, and that that's why when they leave uh, their first planet and go to Arrakis, you see them take that with them. Yeah. Because it, it's it's the symbol of the house and right. Like a lot of the imagery of and he talks about how his grandfather used to fight bulls for fun. That's right. Like that was that was his thing. It's it's kind of just part of their yeah their family uh, okay. lineage. Um. Why were the Atreides moving to that planet? Uh, the Emperor not just decreed I mean, forced. Yeah, there you go. He, he, like they they could have said no, but the the way it works in this universe is there are a multitude of houses. Right, they all kind of pledge allegiance to the central yeah empire. empire. And with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Paul kind of, not even implies, he, he kind of notes it when he says, you know what all the great houses fear more than anything? He's like, what just happened right. to us? He's like, just the idea of the empire finally just buckling down and yeah. going and taking them all out one by one. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested. So the, I can't remember their names, but the, the baddies of the movie. Um, it's the, a, it's the Hass. Hassan? Horsic. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, it does start Hassan. with an H. You're right about that. But, um, um, so they, they were the Richie Rich because they've been selling the spice. Harkonnens. 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 Okay. So the Harkonnens were stupid, stupid rich, richer than the emperor himself, as they said, Mm. because of, um, because of their, they're selling the spice. So why does the empire side with them? I think and the why do they use the idea... them at, as a way to kill House Atreides? So, like, in and I don't know if the movie does a great job of establishing this. Yeah, there's kind of a, a divide between the various houses. Yeah, on on where they land politically, as far as their alliances go. Okay, and House Atreides in the Dune universe is kind of like they're not an up and comer. They, they've been around for a long time but they're kind of the forefront of a specific political sect amongst these houses. Yeah. And a lot of the houses are starting to rally behind them and they see them uh, as kind of like this symbol okay. of, of this. So it's, I think it's more so the Harkonnens are more easily controlled despite okay. that they are becoming richer and they seem kind of dastardly. Yeah. And like they, they would, you know, kind of turn on the emperor if they got the chance, but they're complacent. But, exactly. Yeah. Because, like they, because they they're controlled and they're, they're content with being yeah the richest exactly because I mean and I think why it's a, a great moment with uh, with the Baron when he comes out of the oil and he's being healed yeah and he tells uh, Dave Bautista's character to uh, to start selling but not too quick because he doesn't uh, want to decrease the price yeah <laughs> like that yeah also that oil was gross yeah so and, and, and we got one imagery in this we got one like complete shot where it yeah. was like it was like the oil like i don't know like floating up to the top like you could see these little mm-hmm. bubbles of oil do you like gross. that he survived that uh that poison attempt he's it... like shirked up in the ceiling kind of like i don't know it that that might have been one of the the biggest moments where i was like okay that's contrived yeah i think um, a lot of the idea a lot of it is he only has so much left of him that's actual human yeah. And and he realized immediately, and he already had his shield on. So I think the idea is maybe it slowed down some of those particles. Yeah. Uh, when when he blew him into his face, and then that's why he was up okay. in that corner trying to stay away from the gas as well as he could. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also I like the idea that. that the guards, the moment they saw him breathe that out, they didn't care who was in the room. They closed those doors. Yeah. They, <laughs> they sure did. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. They sure no, did. Thank you. Um. Well, I mean, if your king's dead, I mean. What are you exactly. gonna do in the moment? Exactly. You know. Um but, um. but I did like that. Uh, and and to your uh, previous question, I did like the whole aspect of the doctor turning on them, and you know that they like had his family. You know the classic. Um, 
but I, I liked how he was like, you know, um, give, give me your, or, you know, fulfill your end of the bargain. And, and yeah. then he just slit his throat. Yeah, I I mean I think that was like pretty well telegraphed. It like he was he was gonna just kill him. Yeah. Um, I do like that when they first come in. He's like, "What did I promise you again?" Yeah. Like it's an afterthought. He just, yeah. He doesn't. He cares so little about these things. Yeah, and, and he, I, I like that they fully committed to the idea that he just cuts this dude's head off. Yep. Like it's he didn't just slit his throat. He's just like, "Well, there's a head." Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? Um. So the back half of the movie, you uh, you didn't like that. You didn't like. It's uh, not that I didn't like it. it. It felt like I don't know the movie. Its pacing changed dramatically at it a did. certain point. <laughs> even even once, like after they leave the palace yeah. and they they kill the guys on that ship, right? And they're hanging out in the desert. I thought, okay, this will be like a little reprieve moment, and then it will pick back up, but it just never really did. Yeah. Even when you get Jason Momoa's fight sequence and like his little sacrifice moment, that still felt kind of, I don't know, just under, yeah. underpaced with comparison to the front half of the movie. And then it just keeps on going and keeps on going. And then, you know, we have that fight with him at the end, which I kind of like that he'd had visions of a, a possible future where he and that guy. We're, yeah. we're kind of friends, and he was he was almost like a mentor right. to him about the desert, and then he winds up having to kill him. That was wild. Um, uh, but it, it just, I don't know. How do you feel about Javier Bardem in this as uh, as the, the desert people's captain? Uh, he, he seemed pretty good. I, I, liked, yeah. uh, I liked him. How did you feel about that fight sequence at the end? I liked it. I like I, how after the first little bout of it, it's just, it's not much of a competition. Like, this yeah. kid's been training his entire life. Yeah. He's been being trained by some of the best fighters in the galaxy. Right. Like, he's he's just trouncing this guy. He's like, yield. And, and it, <laughs> yield. It, yeah, it kind of goes back to the... Well, and he also had uh, yeah, a vision. Yeah, precognizance of the situation. And you see that kind of first initial little squabble they have where he, he gets punched and roughed up a little bit, but then yeah. he kind of gets an idea of the guy's fighting style. Right. And past that point, it's there, there's just it's not a competition. And, and yeah, I do like that concept of because, like you know, in in feudal times, like princes and, and and nobles, like they were the ones that really had some like actual uh, training, training, yeah, right. And yeah. they had actual swords, sword skills, and that's because they had the money and the the resources mm -hmm. the to resources, not have to yeah. work and just focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but. As far as that fight sequence goes, um, it felt – I don't know what it was about the fight sequence, but it felt more like a tussle than yeah. most fight, fight sequences that we get in action movies. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, you know, these two James Bond dudes, like, doing Beating judo. Beating the tar out of each uh, other. Right, doing no, like judo. It's very and, grounded. Yeah, it, it was extremely grounded, yeah, and it, it was it, like it looked like a spar. Like, yeah, up until the point exactly. where he just knifes him in the back, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, when I was watching that fight sequence, that that was something I noted. Mm -hmm. Um, what else you got? Uh, let's see. How do you um, like uh, all the like technology stuff that the uh, I can't remember the the native race name. Um, but the natives, all the little technology, like the, the, the adaptive stuff they yeah. created, the, uh, like the uh, suit and the, the Fremen, 
Yeah, the Fremen. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the names you you hear them and you're like, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Bit, that's a little bit heavy-handed. Uh, but and I mean that that's the same case in the, in the book. And I I think Frank he just great some really great ideas as far as social commentary. Yeah. And maybe not the most innovative as far as names go. Freeman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he I I don't know. I I like that they've adapted. I like that we get the idea that they have this weird sand walking that they do. I like that too. Um, and it's kind of like a dance, but we never, and, and we get that weird little snippet at the beginning where the guy looks kind of funky doing it on yeah. the little tablet where he's watching or whatever it is. And then they, it never really focuses too much on him when they're walking. Cause I guess they didn't want to fully commit to him doing a weird little dance I, walk. I know. Right. It felt like yeah. when they were actually walking through the sand, that they were just walking through the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like that visual we get at the end where they're that one guy's riding one of the sandworms. Oh yeah, I think that's really cool. And, and the and the implication was that that one chick was going to ride the sandworm before she died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Before she got knifed in the back. Why wasn't she able to hear them? Uh, I don't know. I, there was a lot going on. There was some some windy wind. She's, there was that no, little she's bumper. The, she's from the desert. She knows this place way better. Than, why didn't she? That doesn't make the... you hear better. Okay, it's a desert. It's empty. You can turn around in a circle and see everything for miles. You're telling me this woman who's lived in the desert her okay. entire life? Look. That was one of the spots where I was like, why? Yeah. What's what's up with that? Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's a fair point. Um, I do like that when they stabbed through her, though, instead of blood coming out, you see the water come out because the, the, the suit's been sealing all of this water. Yeah. And so while I'm sure she's bleeding on the interior of it, a lot of what you see is the releasing uh, moisture. Uh, and I love the fact that those suits like recycle your sweat. Yeah, that's that's so neat. That's such a good. I didn't like concept. when those guys were making coffee out of their spit. You Not didn't a fan of that one. No. I, did you Did you like when um, yes. Javier Bardem character spit? Yeah, yeah and he was yeah, like, uh, and Josh everybody to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, we accept your moisture. Um, I, I like stuff like that because it, it feels like a lived-in culture. Um, yeah. And, and on this planet and it was a subvert it was a thing that kind of subverts your expectations where you're like yeah. you know oh you know he's showing disrespect and then yeah. jason momoa like translates and he's like yeah he's like this is their version of respect yeah i like that they kind of like hide under the sand i think that's a pretty cool action sequence where they just jump out and start cutting people's throats that was pretty cool um I really like that little like sand tent thing that they have going on because when they were in that tent I was like, okay, they're just, you know, chilling in the middle of the desert. just. But they're underneath the sand dune? Yeah, yeah. and then they come yeah, out of the sand cool. dune. I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the bullets. Like, I, I like that you can see when they hit the shield, like, they're slowly working yeah. their way through it. And, yeah. like, you can grab one off of it yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, and I like that Oscar Isaac, like, goes to grab it. But the guy yeah. shot him in the small of his back. Like, the right. one place he wouldn't have been able to find it. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Why doesn't he have guards? Uh, like night guards. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Certain parts like that are word little parts where I was like, where, where yeah. the guards? Yeah, and and how did? I mean, I guess the implication is that you know, the these are the richest people in the galaxy, so I suppose yeah. that they could pay off pretty much whoever they want. I suppose, but I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. They, I felt like everybody was mostly loyal. I really like that scene between him and one of his aides 
where he's like, I missed it. I'm sorry. Here's my resignation. He's like, I don't care about your honor. My son almost died. Yeah. Like, that, give me some results. Yeah, that, that was a good scene. And, and as a leader, you know, I think it was a good moment for him as well because it, it wasn't like him being a baby about it. It was, what do you think that spice tastes like? Um, why is it all? My question is, why is it always spice? Like, why is spice always? Why is that the word that they use for drugs in well, fictional universes? Well, I think Frank Herbert. That's this is where that started. Um, oh, this well, is, okay, that's th fair. This book's from the seventies, and yeah, I think that, that's kind of where Star Wars got it. Um, okay. I mean, that's fair. But, and, and not just Star Wars. Other people do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't I know. Like, uh, let's see. What do you think it tastes like? Do you think it tastes like spice? Um, yeah, I'd imagine it, it tastes, I'd imagine it doesn't taste like cinnamon. I'd imagine it's like a, a harder flavor than cinnamon. Yeah. Cause like the idea, With and I'm not sure if, if it's really conveyed through this, uh, through the script of this movie, but the idea is. Those worms live off of eating plankton that that have spice in them, oh. uh, and so they they specifically they go and they eat big, big big chunks of spice, or rather they they eat the plankton and the spice, not yeah. the other way around. But they eat big chunks of spice and then they filter feed that. Yeah. And those plankton, if they survive long enough, eating on that spice, eventually grow up to become the sandworms. Huh. Um. So it's it's a self-fulfilling process and those plankton create the spice and so huh. the implication in the the dune universe is that's another reason they kind of don't kill these sandworms right and that's another reason they didn't terraform this planet right it's because if you kill all the sandworms eventually you're not gonna have anything making spice yeah i, um, I did i did like that a lot that yeah. like they thought about terraforming it and they were like oh it would be an oasis blah blah blah, yeah, blah make but... much money off of it yeah um but uh do you how do you feel about the fact that we never see the emperor uh i like that uh yeah. do you think we'll, we will in the next yeah. one i mean i guess you know the book yeah but i mean they they change a few things yeah. in this nothing major though yeah or nothing uh, I figured too too major uh but and, and to be fair it's been it's probably been five or six years since i've read it so i, I could probably do with a brush up uh, but it's good. It's uh, it's a little bit clunky. But if if somebody goes and sees this movie and they like this universe, I'd recommend reading it. It's uh, it's worth the time. How'd you feel about Zendaya in this movie? Um, we don't. Yeah. They don't do much with her. I mean, she's all, she's barely in it. We see a lot of her in like vision sequences. Yeah, uh, where it's just like, oh, Zendaya in a pretty like scene. Yeah, and thing. she does the the voiceover at the beginning to kind of like give us some context about this universe, right? Um, do you think that this this movie and this franchise is going to become kind of a quasi Star Wars in the eyes of viewers? Do you think it's going to pick up a lot of traction? Mm, well, I, the thing, my thing is that I think that this is going to be a kind of open and shut thing. Like, I don't think they're going to try to stretch this out. I think they'll they'll make the next movie, and I don't I don't know if they'll make another one. Is there a sequel in the book series? There yeah, there, there's book? quite a there's quite a few Dune books, but okay. Frank Herbert only really completely wrote the first one, right. uh, and then he that's, died, and his kids wrote uh, a lot of the other ones. And they're not as good, I'm assuming. Uh, um, I don't know. They're different. They cover different aspects of the universe. You don't okay. really get as the book is a lot more social commentary than this is. Yeah, it's the idea of like you know, uh, spice is an analog for oil. 
Right. And and so on. And corporations are an analog for like the Harkonnens. Right. And I and the Freemen are the analog yeah, for the and, indigenous. And the people. religion in this universe, like, is it actually a religion or are these people in the shadows kind of running things and so, and creating so this is religion? an analog for the Middle East? Um, in a lot of ways it was, yes. Um yeah. the, the book has a lot more to do with I guess Islamic sentiment than this does we don't really get a sense too much of uh the religious affiliations outside of the fact that the fremen worship that worm right uh but you know you see a lot of people uh have the the tiny little i'm not sure if that's supposed to be a bible or a quran or some other religious text that they'll kind of rifle through sometimes this tiny little book um but uh but so i i don't know where they're necessarily going to go with this i wouldn't be that upset if they only did another one yeah. But I think with this being Warner Brothers, yeah, they might fair. try to squeeze a franchise out of this one. That's fair. Uh, Part of I... me almost wishes that they'd done this as a series. Really? Like a, I, I like a TV like, series? Yeah, like an HBO series. Because like the first half specifically, okay. it, it has a real Game of Thrones feel to it. It does, yeah. Like you get all the idea of all these houses and families. Yeah. And etc. and so on, and even like the... stylistically, yeah, and and then in a lot of ways they're they're like futuristic knights, like they still yeah. do a lot of sword fighting, and bullets aren't really the the go to thing. I really just to throw back to something else. I really like the sequence where they're dropping all those mortars from space. Oh, dude, and then you that was watch awesome. the mortar like slowly work its way th- through, through the, the shield. shield. That was so and then great. blow up. Yeah, it's it's stuff like that. The little. Little just a little thing really really good yeah um, um i like that they they committed to killing uh duncan idaho also i like that there's so many weird just off-putting strange names in this and then one guy's just named duncan idaho yeah like it's it's that's and, the same name in the book it's just such a silly name in comparison to everything else that's going on well and i'm pretty sure they yeah and so isn't duncan idaho a place i'm not it, it might I be i bet it is yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Uh, but I also like that. I I don't know this this universe feels very large in scope, but also very small sometimes. Like the fact that when they're like, "How many of the Fremen are there?" and they're like, "There's you know a yeah. hundred camps and there's ten thousand of them each," and you know you do that quick math and that's a million people. Right. And they're like, the Harkonnens only thought there were fifty thousand. Yeah. And so if a million people is a lot humanity at this point is seems to be quite scant it doesn't seem like there's too too many people running around like there's a a decent chunk but there's not billions on every planet i don't think i don't think um they thought that a million was a lot because that's a lot to them i think they thought a million was a lot because their previous estimates were fifty thousand. Yeah, and and you gotta think is... that like all of their like history books and science, you know, textbooks are all filled with that knowledge. So they grew up reading this stuff, and then now they're, they're that's being challenged, and so they're like, yeah, "Oh wow!" But at the end, Paul is like, "My dad came here for like the power of your people and this and this and etc." That seems to implicate, and also like his dad. What is it, Leto? Um, yeah. Is like we've got all these people that can fight for us and this and this and that that we weren't expecting to have. 
and we don't even when it shows that really big fight sequence where they they kind of storm the palace yeah there's a couple thousand maybe but there's not hundreds of thousands of people living in these areas um, and even on their previous planet we don't really get a any kind of kind of idea that there are millions people are separated into the legions even when they go to the sarkonan world and and recruit their section to go and fight with them there aren't millions of these people um it, i think maybe this is just a more scarcely populated universe yeah maybe uh, i For also one think or another. i also think that um it, with the action sequences that they weren't trying to go super wide like lord of the rings level fight sequences mm -hmm. um and, and i don't know how well that kind of thing would have lended itself like to to this visual medium i, I think it would have kind of been in contrast to the visual aesthetic and what was going on maybe i don't know maybe maybe we'll get a, a more distinct even it showed but it, like it showed that future vision he had of him having that holy war yeah, he talked about eh, it was just like a couple hundred guys fighting against each other. Like yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, maybe they'll they'll elaborate it further or elaborate on it further in the sequel. How do you feel about when Leto was just like, uh, when he was like, um, we we have water power and air power, and now we need desert desert power. power i thought he was going to be like land power and i was like okay makes sense but it, when he said that line the first time i was like that's yeah clunky yeah and then he said, they said it a couple more times i was like why that's yeah. such a clunky line why do they keep using it i i, I don't know like it, i don't know that 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 was something that really stuck out to me as like that's weird compared to the rest of the dialogue it definitely did kind of stick out um but, maybe, but yeah, maybe there'll be some weird explanation tie-in in the in the next movie. Yeah, um, or maybe he, j everybody in this universe, just says like one hokey line. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like, I feel like maybe I was supposed to like Duncan Idaho more than I did. Yeah, like he he shows up, he always rolls up, and he's like, "Hey guys, like here's my vest, and thanks, man, and you should probably check the exhaust port, and like there's this, and what's up, bro?" And then he yeah, and, and then he gives, and then he gives what's his name, a Paul a noogie. You know, yeah, and he's like, "What's up, everyone, bro?" They're all talking at lunch, and they're like, "Hey, this is Dun like Duncan's the dude," and yeah. whatever everybody else is talking about him, they're like, "They've got the best soldiers in the galaxy. They're trained by Duncan, and they're trained by Gurney." Like, <laughs> yeah, so I I feel like maybe they were trying to make him like a Han Solo esque character, right? But and this and it, it just didn't it well, didn't feel like that to he, me. He just he didn't get that much screen time. I mean, yeah, and, I just feel like maybe he wasn't as charismatic as, and it's not that Jason Momoa can't be charismatic because he can. Yeah, I think they should have, and maybe it's Denis Villeneuve. I don't think he he really yeah. knows how to do too much in the way of charismatic people, charismatic, and charismatic, like, fun, like KO kind of people. But yeah. like, just just be like Jason Momoa, do Aquaman, and I think oh, Aquaman yeah. would have suited that character a lot more. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Just, I don't know about Aquaman. Well, just that level like, of like, hey man, like my man. Like I don't know I, when when I, when I think of uh, that Aquaman, I think of knocking back a bottle of Jack and going and beating people to death. That's like, what senseless. I want. That's what I want. <laughs> That's um, what I want out of Jason Momoa and anything. Instead of, I did like at the end him pulling that sword out of his stomach. That was hardcore. Uh, 
yeah. And, and for I, a second with that sequence, I was like, why did he go in there and lock the door? He could have locked the door on the other side of that door and been with them. But yeah. but then they shot they were starting to breach the door and like yeah. he came he got up and, and he actually did like save them. Yeah, they definitely should have left earlier. They yeah. could have all made it out if he'd just gone through, locked the door, and left. But then I guess yeah. the ornithopter only had room for two, and yeah, he's not a desert walking. Oh, there you dude. go. So I, when those people ride the sandworms, when the sandworm goes back underground, are they just underground yeah, holding I, on to that sandworm? I how do they not, think so. How do they not get pulled off? Um, the well, sand. they're they're hooked in, and maybe maybe the in, hooks. But they're just holding their hooks. Nah, I'm, I'm assuming the the hooks have some kind of fasten, like they fasten to their suit somehow. Yeah, you would think that how fast those worms move, it would just rip their arms off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like Look. so long as the so long as the worms above ground, I get it. Yeah, but when the worms underground, you would think they'd just die. Okay, no, no, no. no. Here, here's the the catch-all. No, 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 no. I have a catch-all explanation for it. So you know when the worm comes and everything vibrates and you fall through the sand. Yes, that's what it is. the The worms vibrate the sand around them. Cause how how would a worm move through that much sand anyway? A worm wouldn't, but a worm that's 400 meters long and it looks like <laughs> about 50 meters across can just bulldoze its way through anything. I mean, it just burrows like a mole, man. Yeah, but with what? It's it's little it's things on its outside. It's I, scales. They just I, I guess they shimmy but, through. But I but if it vibrates the sand, that would help it seamlessly slither through it. Yeah, but when it vibrates the sand, it's not vibrating the people who are riding it in the sand. Like, I still think those people get their arms ripped off. <laughs> and well, even if you don't, if they've got a way of holding on, like I said, you can't steer that thing. Do you just hop on one of those and be like, I hope this is going in the direction of home? <laughs> what if it takes you back to its nest and takes a nap? Like, what are you going to do then? You're just stuck on this sandworm. These are these are all good points that Blake but you know what? Again, there, there's I a like giant sand. There's a giant sandworm. Okay, there's not. You can't apply that much logic to it. The sandworm is a logical thing. I can uh, understand yeah, the okay. sandworm. Riding the sandworm is where it starts to fall apart. Um, but no, th this was a good movie, despite the the lack of sandworm physics <laughs> or sandworm riding physics. Nope, that ruined the whole movie. It's enough. So, do you? Do you think it was hard for that sandworm to digest that big mining thing? I thought I wondered the same thing, and you I think, think he just monched it. I think the answer is yes. I think he, he just monched it, it and it did, he didn't even care. Like, I think he was like, mm, "Tasty." Do you think he was? Because my thing is, they're they're filter feeders, so they they just go to vibrations and they just eat whatever they come upon. So when they come upon like a human, do you think they're real disappointed? Probably. You think they're like that wasn't much. Well, I mean, you just said that they eat krill. I mean, they yes, but they eat them in such large volumes that yeah. it makes up for it. It's like a blue whale eats krill. Yeah. yeah, but how many how many krill do you think make up one person? Yeah, but you got to think how many krill they're not getting when they go after a person. <laughs> well, I, you don't know that. We could be they could be like there could be krill in the sand that they're stepping on. No, I think on. the idea is that the the krill amass around concentrations of spice. Okay. And I so thought they, if, I thought the krill them, make the spice. They do, but the, it, in that they they amass around it. 
they're big clumps. The clumps of spice are a result of these big clumps of krill. Right. So whether or not they're amassing around it, those are the concentrations of where the krill are. Okay. It's like if you go out in the ocean and you drink some ocean water, <laughs> like maybe you'll get a krill. But if you go to like a krill hot spot, you're going to get a lot more krill. You know what I'm saying? Gross. So I did not like that imagery. Go... <laughs> just swallowing krill. krill out of the, the ocean. <laughs> That's disgusting. Hey, man. Look, we'll, I'll have to take you one day. It's, it's uh -huh. more fun than it sounds. Okay. And plus, you get the salt water, so even if it doesn't taste good, <laughs> give it five or ten minutes, and everything will start tasting good. <laughs> but Stupid. I don't know. I think, I think maybe th this movie warrants some more research in regards to sandworms <laughs> and their diets yeah, and their I think practices. So too. But but uh, yeah, no, I, I had a I had a fun time with this one. Um, yeah, it was I think a lot it's, of fun. A, it's a good sci-fi movie. I think for the Dune universe this was as good as they could have done. I, I think so too. Yeah. Or well, it not... looks spectacular. It, like, it sure if, does. Even if the movie's plot line was just yeah. un, uh, out the wazoo and you couldn't understand it anything about it. I think it looks good enough that I still would have enjoyed watching it. Um, also, Denis Villeneuve, come on, man. Like your movie wasn't that much better than all the Marvel movies. Like it was good. It was really good. Um, and, and so with him being such like an avant-garde kind of abstract director, um, do you feel like this appealed to the average moviegoer? Yeah, that was my thing going in. Cause like being familiar with the source material, I, I don't feel like I was as lost as maybe a layman would be going in. That's why I asked you that up top. Yeah. I... It's not as it's not as fun and like family oriented as something like a Star Wars yeah, sci-fi would be. And very I true. I don't think it's quite as approachable as something as even like a Star Trek would be. Okay. So I I don't know. I think I think this has potential to do really well. I haven't looked at any of the numbers and I mean it, it just came out today. So I, we'll we'll know within the weekend whether or yeah. not it's it's done all right. But I I don't know. I think I if you know. want think... if you want a space like a tame, a kind of tame space Game of Thrones, this is it. Yeah, I agree. I think if they really wanted to to drive this home, it could have been a little bit more fun. Mm, yeah, I don't know. The as far as I totally... like it not being more fun. Yeah, like I I like that it's a little bit more grounded, and okay. every time, every now and then, when you do hear something that's kind of like a joke. You're like, oh, that's fun. There's like a joke, but the yeah. whole thing isn't there. Right. But I'm not sure how much mass appeal it has. No, I agree. Maybe, maybe two years from now, Blake will look back and be like, oh, I was a fool. Like <laughs> Dune Seven just came out, and it's the largest <laughs> grossing film of all time. But and they have as... that Thanos moment. Exactly. Josh <laughs> Brolin. Josh Brolin yeah, rips off his skin, and he is and Thanos. He is Thanos, and he has to fight like ten sandworms at once. He's just clubbing them. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> as much as I liked Denis Villeneuve, and I'm pr I'm pretty sure he's doing the sequel, and I'm I want him on that. If they continue to do movies in this universe outside of that, I think the they gotta right go a play may be getting someone else. Okay, yeah, who's I... just not quite as uh, I love him, and yeah. I, I do think he's good, but who's not quite as morose? Yeah, like I I think you may want to go with somebody who's got a little bit more personality. Yeah. Uh, to their movies, but that's my approach. I, I feel like we've discussed a lot of negative aspects about 
probably my favorite movie that we've discussed yeah. since we started this show. Yeah. But uh, so, so I don't want the, the listeners to think it's not good. I do think it's good. But I think just... this is the one of the best sci-fi movies we've had in, in, in a few years. As far a as a sci-fi epic, I think this is the best one we've had in, in some time. Yeah. Because this is an epic. There, yeah. there are a couple of sections, mostly in the first half, where you're like, oh, this is a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, again, just maybe, I, maybe this movie should have only been like an hour and 40 minutes. They should have cut it off sooner after all that and then given us a, a heftier sequel. What's um, the last sci-fi movie that you would say is better than this movie? Uh, just flat sci-fi. I'd probably say I liked Interstellar better than this, but it's not like the last sci-fi epic like this yeah. that I've seen. That's... Yeah, we'll go sci-fi epic. Uh, Star Wars. It might I be Star Wars. I probably this about as much as I liked The Force Awakens. So, really? Yeah. I mean, for very different reasons. These are very different movies, but... I, out of that most recent trilogy, I do think, d- despite being somewhat of a copy of uh, A New yeah. Hope, that Force Awakens is is the most competent. No, it definitely of those films. is. It one hundred percent, ten percent is. Yeah, tonally, it 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 feels the most concrete across it does, the board. hundred. It knows what it is. Yeah. Whereas I I like the Last Jedi fine, but that movie it feels like two different movies in a lot of parts. And Rise of Skywalker is a mess. I think this might be my favorite sci-fi epic since the original Star Wars trilogy. You like this better than you liked Avatar? Uh, yes. I I feel like yeah. And Avatar, you know, we talked about the problems with that last week. I feel like this didn't suffer from a lot of the uh, the problems that Avatar had. I think you know Mm -hmm. Avatar, great visual aesthetic. I think the plot was so so. Um, and some of the things were kind of hokey, but this, I, I feel like this nailed it. Like I, I really like the whole aesthetic, the the tone, just all of it. I, I was I was very impressed with this movie. Yeah, maybe maybe I'd put this some also like somewhere akin to for those who aren't Star Wars fans, like the the first Star Trek reboot from like two thousand nine. I'd say it's it's around that ballpark. Um, as far as quality but, but goes. Yeah. As far as quality goes, because that first Star Trek reboot movie is the, the best of the new Star Trek movies in my mind still. The third one is that good? pretty good as well. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. But is it uh, that good? I'd say it's better than... Uh, it might be better than Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, that to me, that's not a high bar, though. Yeah, I mean, if, cause Star Trek, if you're not a fan of Star Trek, I'm not sure... Well, I I don't know if I'd even say that. Yeah, that first that first Star Trek reboot movie's really good. Okay. Um, and the third one is pretty good as well. Um, the second one's not great. But uh, it, as far, yeah, this this is probably the first sci-fi epic in that kind of tone that we've gotten. That's good in quite yeah. some time. Um, so I I'd definitely say it is, it is worth seeing in that regard. I'd say this is as far as like an IPO that's not like a Star Trek or a Star Wars or a Star ad title here. Yeah. Um this is the first thing in this vein we've gotten since Avatar. It was so refreshing. Yeah, it was nice to see. And like sci-fi is getting a I feel like the past few years it's getting more of a fair shake than it had. Yep. I feel like the 2000s yeah. and even the early 2010s was a rough time to be a sci-fi film. Yep. 
but I feel like they're they're finding their feet. Actually, this is akin to like Denis Villeneuve, who also did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, I'd say this is a little bit better than Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, you, you've talked that movie up. You said you like it better than the original Blade Runner, right? Yes, I, yeah. I think it's better than the original Blade Runner. Um, and I I like the original Blade Runner too, but I I think it's, it's a little bit of a slog. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, twenty forty nine is a little bit of slog as well. It's it's a very slow burn, but it's I don't know that it makes that universe feel more believable and more lived in. Yeah. and a lot of the the settings and the scenes feel very genuine mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like the original Blade Runner universe doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Um, and uh, that this uh, that's another place where this movie has its strengths. This feels like a very believable universe. Okay. Well, uh, I think we've uh, we've beat this horse. To yeah. Death. Yeah. No, for sure. And then beat um, it some more. Yeah. Uh, can you think of anything else? You've been watching anything in mm, your spare time? No, nothing. Um. Well, uh, there, there's the new uh, Gotham Knights game coming out. We were talking about the Court of Owls being in. Uh, um, yeah, and, and the Batman. Yeah, and it but looks like they're the main villains yeah, in Gotham the, Knights. Yeah, are you gonna I, buy this game? Uh, I'm gonna see more content on it before I buy it. Because we're kind of at the point in our lives where we don't really buy games anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and, I think I think the gaming industry has been in this weird, just odd rut, or maybe I've been in a rut. I, I don't know which, but I feel like there hasn't been a game that's came out in the past couple of years that I've just been super stoked for. Um, hey Dalton. That really hey Dalton. just knocked it out of the park. Set. Hey Dalton. What? That's adulthood. <laughs> that's what? adulthood you're tasting. Yeah. We're getting old. Yeah. We don't maybe, like things anymore. We yeah, don't have time anymore. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a, a function that, you know, I'm, I'm harder to impress these days. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're just so many games are, are time sinks. That's yeah. why more and more the older I get, I'll pay 60 bucks or whatever if I can get a game that has a really good campaign that's 10 hours yeah, or 11 hours and it's just really story-driven and it's pretty to look at and it has replayability, but I don't have to right. replay it because I just... I, I don't have time for the massive sandbox universes anymore. Like you, yeah. you have to pay me to go get a new Assassin's Creed game. Like I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't for, have the mental sure. and emotional capacity. To yeah, no, I, I, I don't either. Especially after playing through all of those games being so long for, yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I, there, there are some, some games I have my eye on. Um, mm. Gotham. Like I know I'm really psyched for Starfield, like reading that next yeah. year. And Got- that is gonna be a time sink game for sure, but I, I just I have to get that one. Yeah, that that's fair. Um I found that, that I have moved to the point where I enjoy competitive gaming. Like things that, that pitch you up against an opponent and mm. like like Magic the Gathering or yeah. we, we've been playing a lot of that. Um yeah. and I, I tend to get or like a lot a squid out of game. Like, you know, Play a magic game one week. Go play a squid game the next week. <laughs> it's just yeah. you know, gotta keep gotta keep things dicey. Well, I, I think I think it's time for us to wrap up. Um, okay, uh, one more thing for those who haven't watched American Gods. Uh, I know this is a little bit late. There's three seasons now. I've been rewatching back through it, and it's really solid. It's good if you don't know what it is. Neil Gaiman. He's a really big comic book writer from. Uh, the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and even now and he's also written just quite a few books 
And one of the books he wrote is American Gods. Uh, he wrote one of the books he wrote. But no, one of the books <laughs> he wrote is American Gods. And it tells us a of, riddle. <laughs> yeah. He, it, for, for those who aren't familiar, it's kind of like a Percy Jackson okay. for adults. Like it's uh, it's based around the idea that all these gods from various mythologies have existed over the years and our belief in them is what has made them real. And the more worshippers and believers they have, the stronger they are. That's fun. But with the this that same idea, as people become less religious and et cetera and so on, those gods get weaker. Those are the old gods and American ideals have become gods. So like television's a god. And oh, sex is a god, sick. and the internet's a god, and this and this and that. And the internet and, is yoked, boy. Yeah, well, the, no, the internet's actually like the worst. It's all the worst elements of the internet. So he's like a, like a douchebag kid in his twenties who's vaping and has like a grill and a terrible haircut. He's <laughs> always wearing like a mismatched outfit, and sometimes says questionable things. Uh, uh, right. like racially I'm, and sexually I'm, speaking i'm i'm so in for this yeah and and so like those are the new gods and they've become obviously really powerful because you know everybody has a screen that they're always in front of That's and sick. the old gods are trying to like they're they're hatching a plan to try and get some power back from them and overthrow them and it's it's a lot of fun it's really good if you that want something awesome. that's that's quality I, I'd say give it a go. And I think, like I said, there's three seasons now. Um, it's stars. And what, so what is it's that relatively on? high protection. It's stars. Oh. Um, so you'll have to find a very <laughs> legal way to watch it somehow. Yeah, hint, hint. Hint, hint. Uh, but yeah. Um, That's about it. I ain't got nothing else. All right. Well, uh, wrapping up, uh, we'd like to say, we'd like to shout out our, uh, our not our host, our uh, our sponsor, myriadmedia.press um we've got a decent crypto section up there Mm -hmm. um and we're trying to build uh we're trying to continue to build that and uh and add more content to it yeah and 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 our entertainment section particularly i think we'll we'll start to blossom that out a little bit come december and january that's oscar season and like i said yeah i know there's a, a a section i want to do on that um, we also, if you want to, uh, support us directly, um, you can do that via the Patreon, um, mm-hmm. at patreon.com uh, slash the dork nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can they reach us, Blake? Uh, you guys can reach us at dorknightspod at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any kind of comments or concerns or questions about the show, or really just, just questions of things you'd like us to, to like this. I'm talking all over the place grammatically today. You'd like us to talk about or uh, or go into. We, we'd love to have some new ideas. Eventually, we will run out of new material yep. uh, to discuss. And hopefully, that'll be a long time from now, but it may be tomorrow. <laughs> so that would be handy. And if you don't want to email us, if you'd just like to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to, any kind of... Uh, you know, not necessarily criticism, but any kind of critique you guys might have, or just to like, hey, we like you guys, or we're enjoying your uh, your content. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Or uh, or you know, just share the show with a friend. That's the best thing you can do for us in the in the support department. Just, or just be like, hey, bad mouth us. Or yeah, make it sound the worst. Yeah, the city is good public. Yeah, you could just go to your friend and be like, man, these these guys are such idiots. They think Dune's good. 
Yeah, right. and then they're like, and then make sure you tell that to a friend who you know likes Dune. Yeah. So they'd be like, Dune is good. I'm going to go listen to these guys who agree <laughs> with me. Uh, and, and just kind of stage it. And then afterwards be like, I love Dune. And you, you got him. You got yeah. him good. We yeah. got him for life. Got him for life. Um, one of uh, the podcasts I listen to, and I know Dalton listens to it uh, yeah. sometimes too. It's uh, the Weekly Planet. They're great. They do what we do, but with actual production values. <laughs> uh, and they they talk about their favorite way of getting new listeners is getting their listeners to lie to other people about what their podcast is about. <laughs> and so you guys can do that. And be like, hey, if you love like the Joe Rogan experience, go listen to these guys. <laughs> and they'll show them. They'll be like, this is not like the Joe Rogan experience at all. Um, I've so never just, listened you know, to the Joe Rogan experience. It's not well. Depending on the episode, is pretty good. I know he's become a very divisive figure over the last year. Sure change. But I like Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff he says, cool. I think, is a little bit extra outrageous. But yeah. but he seems fun, and he's the amount of people that he he's brought into his social sphere. I think is fascinating. It, it sure is, isn't it? It's just such a strange array of folks. But that that's about it as far as the. The contacting um, us. I can't think of anything else to let the kiddos know. Yeah, we really had to sprinkle in Joe Rogan in the middle of uh, uh, letting oh, them uh, reach up. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we do have our tangents. Exactly. Um, uh, but uh, is that it? Is that it for yeah. Can we leave them? Can we yeah, depart? That, we it's... can depart. We can tell them to stay frosty. Um, yeah. For for a look behind the scenes, guys, it's 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, when we're recording yeah, this. Sure so is. if we sound tired, it's because we are. It's because we are. We're, we're a little <laughs> um, out of it. But yeah, y'all take it easy and uh, stay frosty. Stay frosty.